Hey there. I'm James. And I'm Sam. We love television. But it can often be a cruel mistress. Cutting off new shows before they ever got a chance to shine. Here on We Hardly Knew You, we give these single season shows a fair shake. By actually going back and watching them. Join us today as we continue our discussion of 1990's The Flash. Why are we so determined to compare The Flash to other DC franchises? If we believe hard enough, do you think we could get Mark Hamill to join us in the studio? And will Sam ever be able to smoothly land a speed-based pun? Answers to these questions and more in part three. The Flash, we hardly knew you. So I think it's only for the sake that we spent, you know, like 20 hours Mm -hmm. watching this show that feels somewhat It feels like a requirement. Yeah, to have at least two parts to this. You mean three? Have at least two. Oh, yes. So here we are on part three. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, in, in the previous part, I started talking about Nightshade. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really wanted to get into with him, though, was that after our first introduction to Nightshade, yeah. uh, Dr. Uh, Be- Powell. Powell, yeah. Dr. Powell offered up to Barry slash the flash um, kind of a mentorship mm-hmm. uh, maybe not mentorship but he can come to him for advice yeah and if, if he needs it in that first episode that has nightshade one thing I do like is that Barry clearly trusts nightshade now they've gone through the experience yeah. of, of stopping the ghost together mm-hmm. and Barry like goes to offer up like yeah. taking off his mask yeah and nightshade says no 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 I don't I don't need that I I don't need that because I know who you are and also I don't need the trouble <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a very it was a very pragmatic decision he's like you know what I don't need to be troubled with knowing who you are yeah but I I'd like that idea because because Barry is a new he's a new superhero to himself. He's yes. never had these powers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never. I mean, he's he served as a police officer, so he's got that kind of altruistic um, public servant mindset. Mm-hmm. But also, this is uncharted territory. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wish Nightshade would have been one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. Where we where we introduced got introduced to Nightshade. So that maybe t- to flesh out this character a little bit, maybe some moral dilemmas come up. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to tackle them. He and Tina, you know, amongst themselves don't know how to tackle these because mm-hmm. they don't know what it means to be um, living the dual identity. Yeah, living the dual identity. Taking the law into your own hands. Yeah. And so he goes and so there could be a party goes to Nightshade and mm-hmm. and gets and gets a little bit of advice and, and gets steered in the right direction. I think that would have made this series a lot more interesting Mm -hmm. but i mean dr powell only in comes in in episode nine is it nine yeah ghost in the machine and then you don't see him until episode 16 deadly nightshade right and then i don't believe you ever see he's only those two he's only those two episodes yeah Mm -hmm. and you know barry does take advantage of that 
offer in Deadly Nightshade. He's he comes to him. He's like, hey, you know what do I do? But then it seems to be only to bring Doctor Powell like into the episode, right? As an active character. Yes, because that's where eventually Doctor Powell reveals after you know so many years of retirement right himself to the yeah, outside he decides world. not to put his mask back on uh-huh. you know, and be and be nightshade mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that was a miss yeah it was, was something they could have really dug into a lot more and really i applauded in our very first piece of this discussion that they kept the circle of people yeah. who know very tight yeah and and I do think that's a good thing, but they didn't keep the circle of people in the know very interesting. <laughs> no, no. They, they kept it Barry and Tina. And last episode, we we went into that relationship a lot, and yeah. there's a lot to say about that. But to see the dynamic between just those two people that gets kind of stale after a while, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Every other relationship is just how Barry's hiding something. How from he everyone. hides it from him, and then yeah. and you really can't make anything that hits a wall after a while. Yeah, because I think I think Julio deserved to know. Absolutely, um, I think he could have been trustworthy with it. And actually, there's the episode where um, fast forward, uh huh, where he goes forward in time and future alternate alternate future. Julio yes learns of Barry's of Barry being the flash yes um I think Julio deserved to know Mm -hmm. um you know Megan Lockhart that's fine she figured it out on her own and kept it it secret yeah and then she pops in and out yeah um but doesn't really eventually doesn't really make an effort to stay in Barry's life at all Mm, she invited him to San Francisco Oh, that's true. She does do that. Yeah. But that clearly was never going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Yeah, we we know that was that was a long shot. Yeah. Because um, Central City is East Coast, right? Yes. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Okay. I always pictured it in like that Maryland, mm. maybe kind of North Carolina, yeah. part Virginia, part of that like mid east coast i need to i need to refine my my understanding the problem is with with dc there's not a lot of consistency yeah in where their made-up cities are yeah because my understanding of gotham and metropolis right. was always that gotham was sort of like chicago yeah. and metropolis was like new, new york. york but in the newest dc right. movie they're franchise they're just across the bay they're literally across a river from each which other which i like that too yeah i do like that as well mm-hmm. but like you said for the sake of consistency mm-hmm. like where where are these where places where are these places and like smallville if if you know the show smallville mm-hmm. smallville is canonically kansas they can okay. never remove smallville from kansas gotcha but eventually in that show clark kent has to grow up he has to you know go to college and then eventually he's out of college and like gets a job because that show went on for 10 seasons yeah. and how did they solve that problem <laughs> well they just put metropolis right next to smallville okay. meaning that metropolis is in kansas. and that show is in kansas yeah the biggest city in the u.s is, is in, in kansas, kansas. Mm-hmm. right so i mentioned fast forward 
I want to talk about that episode. I mean, just just a little bit, really quick, Mm -hmm. because it's basically just a wonderful life. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that that is an amusing way to put it. Yes, I I was watching this. I'm like, I know this. I know this story. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. And let's let's be fair. This is not the only show that that's no. done. It's it's a wonderful life episode, right? Yeah. Lots of shows have it, but I mean, that is that mm. is all it was. Because Pike gets out of prison. Yeah, Pike from the very te- first on episode. a technicality, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But he gets out on on a technicality. Uh, no, no. Yeah, we'll go there. He <laughs> killed a pol- okay. He killed a police officer. Yes, I don't. I feel like that's not in dispute. No. He he you don't he was the leader of a gang that blew up, you know, yeah. X many X X number of properties and people, <laughs> people. in the one or two scenes that we saw. That we saw, it. right. And that was an established gang before we ever came on the scene right. as an audience. Right. Yeah, sure, maybe he gets off on the technicality in the specific murder of Jay Allen. Mm-hmm. But what but about the DA all did the not other bring one charge against against Pike, yeah. Nicholas Pike, mm-hmm. that his his that the whole justice system hinged on that one charge sticking. Yeah. He definitely had like conspiracy charges, Rico case charges. Oh yeah, definitely. Just mm-hmm. being associated with other people who were committing crimes, yeah. who were committing crime. Um, definitely incite. He was the leader. So he incited. Yes. All of this. I mean, just, and, and he was part of this damage that, there would have had he, to have they been. They could have got him on traffic law. I mean, so many people testifying throw, against him. Yeah, you just throw the book at him. Yeah, maybe he gets off on this one technicality for murdering Jay Allen, but yeah, all that other stuff is like cut. Anyway, he gets out. He gets out of prison, um, and he shoots this missile at Barry. Yes, and this and so this is one of the only times they even dabble in that. Time travel. Time travel aspect of almost any Flash character. Um, he's I, and I, I just guess he's running so fast, and then he gets propelled even faster by the by the explosion of that missile. Yes, that it pushes him forward in time. Which cool. I know this is such a dumb thing to get hung up on. Okay, because we're talking about speed based time travel. Yeah, but. Also, I don't think that can possibly be how the <laughs> physics of that would have worked. If you're moving faster than an explosion and then the explosion oh, yeah, hits, I don't think the explosion would add extra add speed extra to what speed you're to you. doing. Well, he was moving faster than the missile, okay. not necessarily faster than the explosion. And I don't think he was even moving faster than the, I think he was just moving Fast enough that the missile didn't reach him. Mm. Okay. Quite immediate. No, yeah, the physics are not there. Right. Even even still. Mm-hmm. But um. But then you know Pike becomes, in this episode, Pike somehow becomes the mayor. Yeah. Of the city, mm-hmm. and then imposes like martial law on the city, mm-hmm. um, where his police are just all his old gangsters. Right. And it actually reminded me a lot of the uh, Dark Knight Rises 
Oh, where when, the where the Bain, gang becomes the yeah, leader of Bain the city. Yeah, when Bane let out the entire prison, and then all the criminals mm-hmm. took over, and they had that kind of kangaroo court, which is kind of based on the Gotham Year Zero comic book series, okay. where uh, Gotham experiences a total blackout, and Arkham mm-hmm. is released, and the U.S. government just deems it. Oh. Uh, like lost a, cause. a lost cause. <laughs> They're just like, no, nope, we're not even going to try. As, as the government is wont to do yeah. every so often. Yeah. Just give up on a place. Yeah, which again, it, it suggests that like the state that Central City is in just like, a, doesn't care. Eh, never mind. Yeah, like when, 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 the, when this motorcycle gang was running around in the first place, there was mm-hmm. like no state police. Mm-hmm. There was no National Guard mobilized by the governor or anything. Mm-hmm. And then again, when Pike comes out, somehow is elected mm-hmm. is elected mayor yeah I, whatever so he so barry gets to this future was it 2000 mm-hmm. uh it was 2001 is I it believe. 2001 yeah um A very space odyssey style yeah yeah mm-hmm. he gets to you know he gets to the future that's when um he he meets up with julio again he's like barry you've been gone for you know yeah. this this many years he goes, he's like, I need to find Tina. And Tina is pissed. Yeah. Because she's like, where the heck did you go for 10 years? Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with you. She's all upset. Mm-hmm. But he sees um, he sees how his city would have ended up <laughs> with, without the Flash. Yeah. Which is a really egotistical right. kind of future. It is an extremely holier than thou, you know. Because Barry was, for whatever reason upset and he was gonna leave central city why yeah. was he it why was, was he gonna i feel uh, like he was suspended for something yeah i can't remember exactly and he was kind of ready to just like throw his arms up and say screw this whole place as as you said you know very it's a wonderful life where he's gonna you know throw himself off the bridge yeah. he was gonna cut himself out of the picture yeah and then and he had to see what it would be like if he hadn't but yeah he wasn't and then he there. gets and then he gets this glimpse of what it would be like mm-hmm. if if he actually did leave mm-hmm. um and it's it's this terrible dystopia where pike is the mayor and the gangsters are the police and in this in the resistance has to hide in the shadows and yep and operate and all that but then um i guess i never thought of it's a wonderful life in okay. the sense that it is a very self-centered story of george bailey <laughs> and how like this town would have completely fallen apart right. without like without there'd this be one man there'd be a porno strips places on every main street if george bailey hadn't been here to save us all like okay okay maybe i mean i mean that is it is a great story to tell how every person is important person matters and but also apparently say against suicide to be honest yeah but apparently not every person matters because none of the people that weren't george bailey were able to stop this from happening yeah um and then another point about the physics of this show. Yeah. Explain to me why if running after a missile mm-hmm. or not after a missile, but running away from a missile mm-hmm. and then it exploding would propel you 10 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Why repeating that would, would ex- send you into the past, into the past. <laughs> this is a world that was still willing to accept in the Superman movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> at the end of that, if yeah. you if you spin around the Earth in the opposite direction yeah. fast enough, it reverses. It will time. reverse actual time. <laughs> Because time is totally just based on Earth. Like time doesn't yeah. exist outside, outside of this of, planet, yeah. right? The um Yeah, that actually that Superman reference reminds me, uh, in our last discussion, you were talking about Lois Lane. Okay. And how she was called out by name in the show. Right. And you weren't sure that it was uh, if it was calling out like a regular reporter, mm-hmm. like we might do with a Walter Cronkite type, yeah. or if it was um, a reference to, you know, that fictional go-getter reporter. Yeah. But there's another DC film reference in an episode where Barry is walking his dog Earl. Yep. Past, Not, past, the, th- past the theater? Past the movie uh-huh. theater. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the the marquee um, says Batman slash Superman. Superman. Yeah. And it, it on either side of the theater, there's a poster for the actual um, Michael Keaton Batman mm-hmm. and the actual Christopher Reeve Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Earl kind of like tries to drag <laughs> Barry like into the movie theater lobby. Mm-hmm. And Barry says, oh, girl, don't we get enough of that every day? Did you say girl? Earl. I always say girl. Yeah, because I thought mm-hmm. at the beginning, I thought he was saying girl. girl. And then he and then he said boy. I'm yeah. like, well, what, <laughs> what is what, it? What is your dog? What is your dog? Why do like, you not shouldn't know? Shouldn't you know this? Yeah, yeah. Earl. Earl yeah. is a boy. And it sounds a lot mm. of times like he's saying yeah. girl. Yeah. And it, it it's just funny because... There is a possibility that you could just be making this idea that what we think of as Batman and Superman, the silly, you know, old superhero movies, maybe mm-hmm. in this universe, they're like documentaries. They're docu- yeah, that's what I thought too. Is like, oh, that's really cool. Like some, some movie studio went and, and documented cases mm-hmm. of people. Because cause Batman is more, I mean, he operates in the night. So that'd probably be more of like. Mm-hmm. interviews about sightings of batman yeah and maybe legend mm-hmm. and lore about is what is he who is he what does he do what is his point right but then superman could have been more of just like a uh like a, a, a documentary film where they just go to metropolis mm-hmm. and just watch superman operate and they i mean superman the does interviews yeah mm-hmm. but uh yeah i th- i think i like to think those were yeah, those were documentaries <laughs> yeah. about Batman and Superman. Um, ra- because it's it's upsetting to think that, because we had this happen in Birds of Prey where she mentioned like the Spidey sense. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more depressing to think that, oh man, like the Flash, the Flash is the only superhero yeah. in this universe and Batman and Superman are just fiction. Mm-hmm. That's that's less interesting yeah and what's funny though is like i don't know when we as people all kind of shifted into this mentality that all superheroes have connections to other superheroes okay i mean i love the crossover just as much as anyone else Mm -hmm. but like i never went into i'm trying to think of a good one like the 
George Clooney Batman movies that were popular when I was little mm-hmm. or even the Fantastic Four or the Spider-Mans mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Like I never went into those movies expecting Iron Man to also show up in my okay. Spider-Man movie. Okay. Or, you know, for the Flash to show up in my Batman movie. Yeah, I guess I don't expect them to show up. Mm-hmm. But I do I do have this understanding that they they exist yeah and they exist not as i'm watching the fiction Mm -hmm. so everything in there Mm -hmm. is they can't have the same fiction that i have does that make sense yeah like if if i i do see what you're saying it reminds me of an episode of batman the animated series okay where um batman gets to meet the actor that plays the gray ghost which is like the remember that um zorro-esque uh figure of the night pulp pulp fiction Mm -hmm. um hero that he sort of based himself off of okay and amusingly, in the animated series, they have Adam West do the voice <laughs> of the actor. That's cool. Um, but I did like that in that episode, which is just well written in its own right, as so much of that show was, um, they have this they they have this childlike Bruce Wayne loving the um cartoons when he was a kid in the same way that i'm yeah. currently loving oh, okay yeah yeah the cartoon that i'm watching that I'm, about yeah. batman yeah and it almost feels like the gray ghost is the grandfather of me where batman okay. is my my superhero father yeah okay yeah i get that i think i think we are kind of spoiled these mm-hmm. days though because we we can watch a spider-man movie and, and if Tony and if Tony if Ron if Robert Downey Jr. doesn't show up, we're like, yeah. what the heck is this all about? Yeah, you know? where's where's my where's my Thor? Yeah, where's my Thor? This is the they all know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Nick Fury coming in. and They're referencing Captain Marvel and Thor. And, and and even if you have you seen the latest Shazam? I did not see Shazam. I ha- I need to. Yeah, I don't want to. I actually think it's on Prime. I think I meant to watch it. It's not, it's, you can rent it on Prime. Yeah, yeah. rent it on Prime. You can. Um, I, I won't do any spoilers, but I will say that it is its own standalone mm-hmm. um, superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end, as we were walking out, I, I heard people being like, ah, oh, they didn't even like bring in <laughs> like so-and-so. And I was like, but I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, like that was a good movie. You, we don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. You don't need, we don't need batman to come legitimize yeah every every you know dc because they did that in the suicide squad yeah you know they they had well the suicide squad needed something to legitimize it it. that is a good point but they needed a lot more than a batman (laughs) cameo yeah that's true to make that to make that a good movie but since we're talking about batman the animated series we got we got mark hamill here we do. We're not here with us. <laughs> We've got Mark Hamill here in the studio. <laughs> we don't have Mark Hamill here. God, I wish. Uh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. No, but we have Mark Hamill in this show. Mark, if you're listening. We'd love to have you. We'd, we'd, we'd have you. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, we could we could we could we, buy another sixty dollar microphone. Yeah, definitely. Yep. We got two other chairs here. Mm-hmm. You're more than welcome to show up. Bring your own guest. Um, no, Mark Hamill was also in Batman the Animated Series. Yes, voicing the Joker as, but before, I believe, go ahead, the best Joker. Ooh, we might have to have a whole episode about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a good Joker. Okay. I think I still have to put my favorite Joker as Heath Ledger. As Heath Le- I respect the Heath what? Ledger I'm not decision. Even, I'm not even on like just the the circle jerk that is being <laughs> the Dark Knight is like the best movie. But that was just a really good. It's a really good Joker. That was a really good portrayal of Joker. But you were going to bring up, you were, let's stick to Flash, yeah. <laughs> Flash Connections. Yeah. Um, he played the trickster. Yes. He played the trickster. But before, the poor man's Joker. Before he, he played, played the Joker. The Joker. So this was, this was Mark Hamill. And a lot of people know him as Star Wars's Luke Skywalker. Right, right. And what's funny is that I can picture him as Luke Skywalker, and I know his voice from a lot of other things. But other than Luke Skywalker and then now playing the trickster, I can't think of anything else where I physically see Mark Hamill as an actor. That's a good point. He... He, I mean, but if you were Mark Hamill and you and you got royalty and you royalties were royalties for Star Wars stuff, Star Wars and yeah. Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. and like what else do you really need to do? And I will say, Mark Hamill does the Joker for Batman the animated series, and then people love that so much that anytime a a voice is needed for the Joker, yeah, they still call him. Like in those Injustice video games, yeah, he still does. Yeah, he the, still all does the Arkham games, the video games and such. Yeah, yep. Um, even that. Uh, what was the one? Because they moved from Kevin Conroy as Batman's voice in to the anime. Some guy uh, like Jason O'Mara. Yeah, he, he, he does a good job, but I, I have a hard time remembering his name because I just don't I like care him. about him as I much. I do like him. He's he's I like good. New, I like new Batman voice. He's just following big shoes. That's true. Um but they've even had the Joker or Mark Hamill do the Joker in that series. Really? Uh oh, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he does um the killing joke, mm-hmm. which was not as good as it should have been. It was a, it was disappointing. It We're was. talking about the Flash. We're talking about the Flash here. So so he plays the trickster. The yeah. trickster is um kind of this joker-esque yeah um except instead of having the fancy suit he does this weird this weird onesie multi-colored leotard with a cape and like a little mask very child's cost like almost like they just went to halloween city mm-hmm. and bought mm-hmm. like some generic yeah cheap costume and put it on him now I will say I I know that the trickster is an actual um, like Flash villain from the comics. Yeah, and the the costume reflects some of the comic bookness. Okay, in the same way that to tie it back into how it kind of looks like a Tim Burton esque movie. Yeah. yeah. If you remember the Riddler mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler, yep. 
in that Tim Burton-y Batman movie, it reminded me a lot of that weird onesie with like the extreme overacting. Yeah. And what I realized in watching Mark Hamill do this performance is that he does a great Joker because we don't have to see a real person doing the physicality mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. matches that voice. Because mm-hmm. if I close my eyes and just listen to Mark Hamill play Trickster, yeah, it sounds like like a psycho yeah. and uh, an interesting like murderous character. And when I open my eyes and see a yeah, real just, person it, in a in a yeah in a onesie. Like looking like a crazy person? No. No. No, It's, it's, it doesn't, it's, uh, what's that? The uncanny valley. Oh yeah. That's a little different. It it is different where it's the uncanny valley is when something that's not real looks too real. Yeah. This is when something I (laughs) want to be real tries to make itself real and it's not good. So, yeah, like you said, you close your eyes and you do hear, I mean, because Mark Hamill is just fantastic mm-hmm. uh, performer, both actor, live action, and, and voice acting. But the element, so when we when we get introduced to uh, the trickster, he's, mm-hmm. he's kidnapped uh, Megan Lockhart. Yep. And he's performing. And so, so the, the scene they set up is it could, it could really work. Yeah. It could have really worked. Mm-hmm. But like you said, just just the visual elements and even and even like the score mm-hmm. to this scene, it just wasn't there. But mm-hmm. I'm looking at it and I'm like, this could be like seriously demented and creepy. Yeah. He's kidnapped Megan Lockhart. He's he's doing a magic show. Yeah. He's doing the part of the magic show where you where they cut their assistant in they half. They saw the lady. Except this is this is no magic trick. He's like actually just intends on he pulls out a chainsaw yeah he actually just intends on murdering her and cutting her in half Mm. but he's in this theater yeah full of mannequins yeah and he's and he's got like one up in the balcony that he has has dubbed the heckler Uh and so he like and he has a soundboard yeah where he he hits the applause and he hits the heckle and all that kind of stuff and so like they really put together this 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 truly demented mm-hmm. psychotic character yeah which i thought if if some of these visual elements and some of the technical elements like the sound mm-hmm. and and all that were right mm-hmm. this could be a great introduction but like the music which is kind of like kind of like circusy but not in that like creepy american horror story circusy it was it was too actual circus <laughs> yeah, it was too actual circusy mm-hmm. and like you said you look at him and I, actually i don't think he had that leotard on yet he just had no a, he had a magician's costume he had a magician's costume on mm-hmm. but just the whole ambiance that they portrayed just didn't hit right mm-hmm. but thinking about a guy who's just so lost in his own head mm-hmm. that he thinks he's a magician that he sets up mm-hmm. these mannequins to be his audience yeah that he has this soundboard mm-hmm. and that he just kidnaps and i think he's kidnapped like multiple women and, yeah and done this to them mm-hmm. that's like a seriously demented mm-hmm. antagonist that mm-hmm. again just missed the mark with yeah no no pun intended. <laughs> the, Mark Hamill missed the Hamill with. They missed the Hamill mm-hmm. on that one. 
Now, I I agree that it doesn't hit exactly the way that it should. It's it's like it's like they brushed a really good character but kind of slid right past it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there were some things that I enjoyed about the trickster that come up later. The realization okay. that I came to about the character is that he starts out in the magician's outfit. He's doing the performance. He's going to saw the lady in half. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he gets arrested. He gets caught by the flash. He, he picks up on the chemistry between the flash and Megan mm -hmm. who, mm -hmm. who know the mm -hmm. identities and all that. He's perceptive of people's emotions. Yeah. And then as soon as he perceives that connection, he snaps and yeah. he switches and yeah. he realizes he wants to be a superhero. And he creates this scenario in his mind where Megan has been kidnapped by the Flash. Oh, yeah. And he's he the hero. He needs to save her. And the, so the trickster is the hero in his mind trying to save Megan Lockhart mm -hmm. from the Flash. And... But he takes on these personas in such a self self-centered way mm -hmm. that he can still be the hero even if his pursuit of quote unquote saving Megan kills her. Yeah. And I find that to be interesting, but you only see it go from that one really cool opening magician character to the really ridiculous looking trickster character. And then because the trickster has two episodes, yeah. he comes back as the, the final the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called the trial of the trickster. He escapes from custody with the help of a, a psychotic prank. fan named Prank, or who deems herself Prank, yeah. the sidekick. Zo and Zoe, Zoe Clark. Yes. And after he escapes from custody, they find a hideout. And the mm -hmm. trickster, it's like only happens for like 10 seconds. But the trickster finds this little sh like Schroeder from a peanut style piano. Okay. And he like hits a few keys and declares himself like Gustav, the, the I don't know, like the murderous pianist or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, the trickster is dead. I don't care about the trickster anymore. I'm this now. And prank like pulls him back in and says like no i only care about the trickster i want the trickster and she like forces him to continue to be the trickster yeah and i got upset because i was like no that seems like a really cool <laughs> character yeah i want to see mark hamill suddenly switch to something to new now. something else yeah like the trickster would james jesse who's right, the actual right. name of the person um of the character like that would have been a cool villain to just see him keep switching from performer to performer yeah, to yeah. Like bigger, larger than life character who wants to play out this role and just always ends up leading him to murderous tendencies. Right, right. That would be cool. But yeah, she brought him. She's like, no, I just want the trickster. She's like, yeah, all right. I, and, I do. And, and so he does. He like kind of bends to her will. But then for the rest of the episode, they have a total Joker Harley Quinn yeah. relationship, mm -hmm. which I I only very recently started to notice like that's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> no. <laughs> At all. Far from it. And I mean I mean 
Joker, if we're talking about Joker and Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. he's just like terribly mm-hmm. physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive right. to Harley. Mm-hmm. But she keeps to the point where she literally goes insane. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she, but she like keeps coming back to him, and it's the same. And I just saw that here with Trickster and Prank. Yeah, and again, it's something that in a cartoon, it's there's something about it that I watch, and I it was also that I was a kid and I wasn't really picking up on yeah, the. Yeah, you weren't. I mean the. In honesty, like domestic violence, yeah, it's that was going blindingly on. obvious. But yeah, we don't, as children, uh, at least our childhoods, we didn't have that frame of reference. Yeah, for what, for what those elements were. Yeah, but now when you see it happen in in a live action show, mm-hmm. it's harder to miss that this is uncomfortably. Yeah. Like, like he when he when he brainwashed the Flash to like work with him, mm-hmm. she pulls up like after they're done mm-hmm. knocking over mailboxes and mm-hmm. blowing up police cars and stuff. Yeah, she's like, "I thought you guys were gonna wait for me," and he just kind of brushes her like, "No, this is a boys' night." And yeah, so you see like the misogyny there. It's like, no, mm-hmm. us us men are gonna go do this and leave the ladies. Yeah, and then she, and then she comes to save yeah. Trickster in like a cool getaway car that he would have loved. Yeah. And the trickster literally like says like, Oh, I love it. It's just got one problem. And, and then he pushes her out, pushes her out of the moving, out vehicle. of the move. Yeah. Out of the moving vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's all I could see is I was like, no, this is, this is just, this is just Joker, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. And it was really uncomfortable to watch mm-hmm. again because of those blindingly obvious yeah. elements that we pick up on now. And like the things that, the things that when we were kids, it was okay for the Joker to do that because the Joker was evil and we had a very simple understanding of what is good and what is evil. But now it's a lot harder to, to say, to even say that an evil person would be, you know, this physically yeah. abusive person like not every evil person is physically abusive and there are gray lines right. and and we realize we empathize more with villains and stories now well it was also i think it's also a matter of which came first it was like joker was evil mm-hmm. so he does these things right rather than Oh, he treats Harley Quinn this way. Therefore, we have decided he like we decided yeah. he was evil because he is the Joker because mm-hmm. he robs banks. Yeah, because, because he, Batman hates him, honestly. Yeah, because he's Batman's villain. And mm-hmm. so because he's a villain, he does these mm-hmm. kind of despicable things to Harley. Yeah. And instead of I think the way it would kind of be framed now is that oh, he's an evil character because he treats Yeah this person in his life horribly i can get over robin banks yeah even i can't really quite get over mm-hmm. the way he treats yeah you know a, a romantic partner and even like intellectually like the the faceless and nameless murders that he commits those are those are terrible that's that's like the one of the worst things you can possibly do is you know yeah. kill another person yeah obviously and and yet 
now that doesn't even hit me as hard as yeah him being abusive to this person that cares so much yeah about genuinely him. yeah it, genuinely does care seeks his approval mm-hmm. you know is trying to help him in his it hits me know, in my heart more than the the murder he committed in the scene earlier right right mm-hmm. and and but it just it shows that i think that mark hamill is honestly an amazing voice actor and i think that he because of his energy and mm-hmm. also because of that chaotic over larger than life energy yeah he almost can't be a good physical actor of that type of character yeah if you think about luke skywalker as a very subdued character very and the complaints that i hear from any star wars fans that have watched the movies a few times i know some star wars fans that really don't like luke because they think of him as whiny Okay. Because anytime that I think anytime that Mark Hamill gets above a certain level of energy, okay, yeah. He seems like he's just a bit much. Okay. You know, like Okay. So if he's complaining or something, he just kind of comes off as whiny in live action. Yeah. But if he's subdued in live action, he's doing a he does a good Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Or he does a good grumpy old Luke Skywalker. <laughs> But in, anytime he in gets voice acting, so to speak, he can he can really bring that to the character, and it fits because the animation style yeah. allows him to be that big and right. out there, right? Mm-hmm. But the uh, the the trickster here, he he could have he could have been a good he could have been a good a good character. Uh, no, no, he was mm-hmm. a good character in this show. Um, I would have liked to see him become more than the just the trickster, though. Right, right. That would have been cool. So, how do you want to wrap this up? Do you want to just like really neatly, quickly tie it into a little bow? <laughs> tie it into a little bow right at the end. Well, it's funny that you should bring that up in that well-timed and choreographed transition, <laughs> uh, because the one other thing I definitely needed to talk about was the way that this show really bends over backwards to make sure that every episode yeah. gets its neat little yeah. bow we wrapped get, on it. We up. get the status quo mm-hmm. at to, to start the next episode. To the extent of... And I can't say that this is the only show that does this. Like There have been lots of successful shows that that make sure that everything gets all finished up at the end in a way that we're going to find fulfilling. Yeah. But this one does it in some pretty out there ways because it's pretty they egregious sometimes. Because they really just write themselves into a corner <laughs> is what it feels like. Yeah. And my favorite example is the first episode with uh Megan Lockhart um where she has figured out who Barry is and she tells this corrupt DA and so the DA is blackmailing him mm-hmm. to, do to do his bidding his do his bidding or else he'll reveal his identity as the flash right and before the DA character says it he eventually does say it but before he even says it i as the audience member have this realization that 
Barry cannot get out from underneath this problem unless yeah. that guy dies. <laughs> like that's literally the he, only No, he's got two options. He reveals himself to be the Flash under right. his own under mm-hmm. his on his own volition. Decision. Yeah, on his own volition. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. The DA guy dies. The DA guy just dies. Um and I knew he wasn't gonna reveal himself in like the what third episode of the yeah it's the third episode yeah, of the season yeah, that wasn't happening uh and so i was like this da character is definitely gonna die before the <laughs> end of this episode but it can't be barry that does it no because yeah. barry can't kill someone it was for, the it was the rival like casino owner yeah it was and and it wasn't like they a big battle was brewing between no. them and like then there were bullets flying and one of them hits the the corrupt DA. It was everything got solved except for this one loose end and he yells to Barry, you can't stop me unless I'm dead. And yeah. then he turns on his car and the car just explodes. And it blows up and he dies. And it's like, well, that's taken care of. All right. Well, I guess I'll I go guess, home now. I guess that's how we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then there was the other time... This was later in the in the series, Good Night Central City. You had you had these uh They were crooks. bank bank robbers, right? Yeah, they were bank robbers, but the guy Harry Milgram, his his like cousin or something was the scientist made this thing to put people, put to, people sleep. to sleep. Mm-hmm. But they were robbing banks. Barry I guess the IRS, there's another, there's must be another Barry Allen somewhere that just has like terrible credit, doesn't pay back his debts. Yeah. And they continue to confuse him mm-hmm. with the other. Yeah. So, and this is actually a real thing. Like as a police officer, if you start to have like, like financial troubles. Yeah. You like get you, put on watch. You get put whatever. on watch and stuff. So they had like this internal affairs, mm-hmm. you know, investigator come in. Cause he's like, all right, your people are, you know, you're, creditors and debtors are calling us it's surprising that they would even think that deep into the the right. police you know life right given that they clearly don't research R- yeah they yeah clearly didn't research like police tactic and operation but um so so barry is this internal investigations guy is starting to think that all right barry is kind of in on mm-hmm. these bank robbers mm-hmm because he's always there. Now, we know the reason he's always there is because he's the Flash. Right. But he can't tell him that he's the Flash. So mm-hmm. he's kind of getting tied into this and the, and the investigators mm-hmm. um, really starting to think he's a part of this operation. The bank robbers find out yeah. that um, Barry is suspected. So they like actually frame him. Yeah. So we're in this like real deep. Mm-hmm. I'm like they found they found like money and jewels in his closet. Mm-hmm. They put a they put like a gun uh-huh. in Barry's hand that they used to murder somebody. Yeah, like this is a cut and dry. This is a cut and dry case. Yeah, and Barry's sitting in prison at the end of the you know, at the end of the episode. Barry goes out as the Flash and like stops them from robbing the entire city. Mm-hmm. He goes back to his cell. Mm-hmm. They've arrested Milgram, like the main. Um, bank Bank robber robber. Uh and you know so so the whole city is saved they got their money back blah blah Mm -hmm. blah but barry i mean is still i mean he's still been framed in this entire operation yeah like how the heck are they gonna get this and milgram just 
gives up and, and the whole story and confesses. He just confesses everything. And then at one point, I don't know if it's Garfield or if it's the internal affairs guy. He's like, "What did Barry have to do with this?" And he was like, "Barry didn't have nothing to do with this." And like uh, you didn't. That's not how that happens. <laughs> you spent all that time framing him. You're not gonna just like say he didn't have. Say anything. he didn't have anything to do with it. You yeah. could you could roll over on him and try and cut a deal for yourself, right? And that that's what any intelligent person would do, right? But he just starts singing, mm-hmm. and again, just because I'm I'm at the end of the episode, I'm like I don't know how they're getting. Yeah. I don't know how they're getting Barry out of this. And you know what? Neither did the writers. Neither did the writers. <laughs> like, oh, crap. We're at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Milgram just like confesses. Says he doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, All that's. Right. Yeah, let's write that in. Yep. Cool. Perfect. Let's put that line we're of done. dialogue there and we're done. And we're done. Cool. Mm-hmm. All the loose ends are tied up. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and it it it's almost like they really. And we talked about earlier how they don't know how to make a villain that can really push the flash to his limits. Yeah. And they also just don't know how to do anything creative with Barry Allen. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, like the flash is interesting because he has superpowers. Yeah. Barry Allen is interesting because he's intelligent, but they couldn't figure out ways for Barry Allen to actually intelligently solve the problem. Solve his own problem. Yeah. They just have the flash go in and punch the people that are bad guys. They just have the flash run there really fast, uh-huh. but then use no flash powers yeah. to like combat. Mm-hmm. Because again, these they're just they're just mobsters. They're just gangsters and bank robbers. And when they do something a little too intelligent, they just have to write themselves out of that corner with a convenient yeah ending. Yeah. So I guess when it comes down to this, if we're gonna do our uh, renew recall, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause. Okay. And I'm going to suggest because I'm doing this off the cuff, my own third option. Which yeah. is which is remix, <laughs> okay. And that I think there was enough um, there that I want to see it done better. So if I had to pick between the two, I would recall it. Yeah, I would, I would take it out. I like your third option remix because I think there there will be some cases mm-hmm. where. It's not one or the other. Mm-hmm. Kind of like some of the elements, but just need to do it better. I didn't think I needed one, a third option for this. No, I needed re. I needed to recall these. You're you're a straight recall on this because one. if we're being honest, I'm I've never been super interested in the Flash. Uh, okay. Period. Yeah. Um, speedsters never even like Quicksilver. They've just mm-hmm. they've never really piqued my interest. Uh, so I don't watch even the new Flash. The new Flash. The, the, Arrow, the Arrowverse Flash. I live in a world where I do watch a remix of the 1990 right. Flash. Right. So I, I do understand where you're coming from with that remix mm-hmm. option. I think you got that. Yeah. With this with this newer one. I'm just not. I just wasn't interested in this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does become it does become a chore <laughs> if the if the season was half as long as it was. Yeah. I would have probably been okay with it. Yeah, yeah, because we just because we just saw. I mean, there was Captain Cold who shot, who who, who used 
you know, a freeze gun. And there the, the ghost, guys who made who yeah, controls technology or whatever. Controls technology. There was guys used the sound waves, put people to sleep. There were some interesting elements, mm-hmm. but for the most part, we we're just dealing with mobsters. Yeah. Just like regular street criminals. And I'd rather watch Bellows and Murphy take out the monsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bumbling Burf- Murphy's and Bellows. Murphy and Bellows. Bumbling Murphy's and Bellows. <laughs> Bumbling Burf- as I bu- <laughs> as I bumble that their names. Yeah. No, it 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 definitely honestly it really played talking about the Tim Burton stuff. It played up the parts of those classic Batman Tim Burton movies that I actually don't like about those <laughs> classic <laughs> yeah. Tim Burton. It took yeah, it took the elements that you didn't like. Yeah, which is like making them crazy and out there and yeah. like, but also super like normal villains. Yeah, that like yeah, almost boring. Yeah, just boring villains. Mm-hmm. And and I think they're. There is a way, and I, I haven't seen it, I need to watch it, but I've heard it, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here. You can make you can make kind of a more comics-accurate movie, because mm-hmm. I think Shazam did that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was, it, 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 it had, it was very saturated. It wasn't the dark mm-hmm. Zack Snyder, you know, Batman, no. Supermans were really muted. It was, it was bright. Mm-hmm. It was kind of that golden age comics feel. It was fun. And it was weird. Fun. Yeah. And like it did, it dug its characters in reality, but yeah. it didn't dig its lore or its, mm-hmm. or its magic in reality. Mm-hmm. And, and in this one, they, and then the flash they dug their characters in like the most boring parts of reality <laughs> and then they dug their powers in like the most bland parts yeah. of their powers so they found the worst of both worlds they, they managed to do the the worst of both options mm-hmm. yep so for me this is just this was a this is an obvious mm-hmm. recall these 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 episodes don't need to see the light of day. Yeah, and I anymore. And I am a firm believer that once you remix Mark Hamill back as the trickster in 2014, you put John Wesley Ship as uh Jay Garrick. Uh, Is he Jay Garrick or Jay Allen? Uh, well, that's where you get into some nameplay for some actual right, Flash right, characters. Right, right. Jay Garrick is the original He's Flash. The original Flash. Barry Allen was the second Flash in the comic books. Yeah. And so they named the brother Jay, and then they had to give him the last name Alan because he's his brother. But yeah, that was a nod to Jay Garrick. Yeah. And then Tina McGee coming back, reprising the same role. And um, apparently the bellows the actor that plays bellows he's the mayor he's the mayor (laughs) i didn't even realize that until just recently yeah i was i was reading i was reading about this Mm -hmm. before we came before we came together Mm -hmm. and uh i i like that i like that idea i like that idea that that eventually he just became the the mayor (laughs) because uh bellows right yeah i think so, so the younger one Yes, which makes sense because uh-huh. Murphy's was like ready to retire. Bellows was the, was the young rookie cop mm-hmm. um, that could rise up 
yeah. know, politically. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. I'm proud of I'm proud of Bella. And that's you know, that's the positive note that we want to end on. Yeah. So after three episodes over twenty hours of watching. Yes. Finally we can f- move past the flash very yeah. quickly. There's a pun in there somewhere. I know it. Is there? But I'm not gonna find it fast enough. James, James, I think I need to report a crime. What, what, what happened? Our time with the flash flew by so fast, it's practically criminal. <laughs> Don't be such a knock. Don't worry so much about the flesh. Check this out. Check this out. Next week, me and the boys, we're going to skip fifth period, meet up underneath the bleachers, and talk freaks and geeks. And if you're worried that the man is going to stop you from hearing our rock and sound, hit that subscribe button. Plus, you can always follow us at We Hardly Knew You on Twitter and Instagram. So until then, we hardly knew you.